Not positive who that is. I wrote down the name though. Can I show you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime Vector, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. Is this what happened with Tanil after the, the captain died a, few, a couple weeks ago? Welcome back. It is the bachelor lifestyle from the baller lifestyle.com episode three of colton's season we are here for you and it uh if you want to reach out you can do so i i give you not everybody that listens to this show listens to the bachelor the baller lifestyle podcast so you might you might want to weigh in on something and if you want to you can um send us an email mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com is the email address. You can also reach out via voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. Um, if you want to, you can join our Facebook group. The people do talk about Bachelor stuff there, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Look it up there. Uh, jo- I'm joined now, as always, by Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, my friend? Good. And uh, let me uh, start off with a listener shout-out. It's a guy that that listens to a lot of the shows that we do here, and he's um, we don't do shout you know, outs here. And he's a little he's he he's a real big fan of my Twitter feed too. Oh, is he? Drew in West LA. Oh, I know Drew. He, um, I have to give him credit. I was doing a little live tweeting last night about the show. Oh, were you? And he was jumping the gun on a lot of things. Like something would happen. And then Drew would send me a tweet about things that I have said about the show on this podcast. So, you know, you got to embrace your uh, your diehard listeners. Now, Drew's a great uh, dude. Credit to him. Yeah, credit yeah. to him for paying attention. Drew in West L.A., the high-rent district. Um, I, it's hard for me. I do enjoy live tweeting and interacting, but The Bachelor is such a slog. It is such a difficult watch, and it is so long that it's hard for me to like turn it on right when it starts and have to sit there and sit through the full date and the whole, uh, <laughs> you know, when they're, when they're trying to push the sled with Terry Crews and his wife. And it's just, I got to fast forward a lot of that. So I do, although I do enjoy the interaction. So I'll, I'll try to do that more. This season, I, I will like say that. Really. The, the subject that they had chosen, Colton, he, it is a true struggle for him to say anything outside the boundaries of your cliches. So yeah. I, I, I'm amused um, watching him try to do that. And it's, a, it's, a, it's fun to watch a human being whose sole purpose is to be interesting on a reality show uh, struggle so mightily at it. Um, so bad. I, I, I'm becoming increasingly amused by that by the week. Yeah, he's he's having a hard time. Well, maybe a good place to start then is the big storyline this week, and probably for the foreseeable future, is the two pageant girls are mm-hmm. at odds. They were, as Reality Steve clued us in last week and has now been made clear on the show, these two knew each other. Of course, I'm talking about 
Hannah B. Kaylin and Hannah B. Yeah. Um, Kaylin, am I pronouncing that right? That just doesn't seem like a name to me. Yeah, Kaylin. Okay. Kaylin is, she's Miss North Carolina. And Hannah B was Miss uh, was Miss Alabama. Now, a point of parliamentary procedure: these two com- competed in Miss USA, yep, which is not Miss America. Okay, so this is like this, these these girls. It should be noted they're they're the B team of pageant girls. Like these aren't Miss America contestants, right? right? I mean, that's this is this is like. Um, it's maybe not like, maybe not like quite like triple A, but maybe like the, the CFL version or the CBA. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they're pros, but they're not, they're not in the big leagues. Uh, but anyway, these two have a beef and they were apparently used to be friends and Miss North Carolina, Kalen, she finished above Miss Alabama, which I'm getting the vibe may have may at least by Miss Alabama, Hannah B was considered an upset. She Kaylin, she was she was first runner up in the in the Miss USA pageant. And there seems to be a some sort of a uh, uh, there seems to have been some sort of a falling out over that and maybe some jealousy and who knows, cause they were roommates. They were supposedly very close and now they severely dislike each other. And they both have had conversations with Colton where they've made it clear that the other girl is a bad person. And Colton is very confused and he has no real opinions of his own. And he doesn't know, like he doesn't, it's it's not like he hasn't spent enough time with these girls and he he's just not aware enough he's not perceptive enough to meet somebody and speak to them and really get a feel for what kind of person they are so he's really confused and the we as the viewer we don't know these chicks from a hole in the ground or you know we don't know these chicks from any other pageant chick so i don't really know who to believe at this point where are you at on on it jason um, I'm kind of on Team Kaylin on this one. She seems to be a little bit more stable than yeah. Hannah B. But I will say this too: um, you know, most people would be um, would do one of two things: uh, bring the two ladies into the same room at the same time. Yes. Have have both of, of them talk about each other's experience. Let's, let's see who's more and then, nuts. And then and then you decipher which one is is telling the truth yeah. and which one isn't. Or he had. He has chosen to keep each of these ladies and their stories separate and just be confounded by each of them. And and just like uh, I was reading this book on uh, President Trump recently. Reading, re- reading, reading or it. listening? Yeah, reading. reading or listening? And, what it, and it states, um, Bob Woodward's book, it states that uh, Donald Trump is often easily influenced yeah. by the last person he spoke to. Yeah. So That's he'll clear. go throughout the day, he'll listen to something someone just said, and all of a sudden have a change of opinion for the person he talks to next. And and um, I would say that this subject um, is the exact same way, and that each time he hears one of these women tell their story, he f- he firmly believes it and then is just really confused. Yeah. But he he could do one of two things, bring them both in the same room and hammer it out, or he could just say goodbye to each of them. Cut he, them could both. Say, he could say, this isn't worth the drama. 
I don't see myself marrying either of you, and you're done. And even though Kaylin had the rose, we're skipping a little forward. Yeah. Even though she had the rose before all this drama happened, he could just go to the show and be like, look, I gave her a rose, but I don't see myself marrying her. Mm. And I I want to, you know, I want to go against no, the rules no, here no, and no, take no. the rose no, from no, her. No, no, you can't do that. That's never but, been done. That's never but, been done. But you and I both know that the producers very much yeah. need these two pageant uh, contestants true. to be on the show. And of course, by the end of the episode, both are staying to next yeah. week. Spoiler alert. And I'm sort of with you. If, if it were me, I, I cut them both because there's plenty, there's plenty of birds there. You know, um, I either cut them both. Now I would say this, Hannah B I think is slightly more attractive, but as we saw at the end of the episode, very crazy. I might I might have to side with Kaylin here. I was kind of feeling like like Hannah B was getting kind of getting the shaft here, but then at the end she was doing that whole, you know, why does this happen to me? Like it was a lot of um there was a sort of a narcissistic thing there where where you know she's like i do pageants i'm pretty like mm-hmm. i'm supposed everything's supposed to work out for me and be perfect i'm not supposed to have any adversity in my life you know it she she didn't have it wasn't a normal right. reaction i don't think it's see uh as we talked about last week with reality steve um the cast the casting directors either were informed of this rivalry or sought out this rivalry and they casted both people as a natural rivalry on the show. And the one that's much more common collected is Kaylin. I don't know if that means she's telling the truth or not, but yeah, the Hannah B has already foreshadowed that she has like this monster inside of her and the show, the producers very much need to see her just go nuts on screen. So they forced him to bring her back for another episode. And, and to your point, Kaylin does seem more cool, calm, um, even keeled in the situation, right. which oftentimes is the, the, uh, trait of a sociopath. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. You know, that's, she, that's- that's why kicking both of them to the curb would be in the real world a uh, probably the right decision. But in in Bachelor world, you need to keep the drama around. I think it was mandated that he kept them going. And I was thinking about this last night. The whole pageant world, uh, these beauty pageants, are such a thing of the of the past. Like, yes, totally. exactly. Exactly. Why hasn't this been? Um, just swallowed up by political correctness and, and, the, and the Me Too movement and everything else. That basically their sole uh, identity is how they look. It's insane. It's when insane. the rest when the rest of the world is trying to say it's not how we look, it it the pageantry world is all about that. So Hannah B gets one upped. Somebody yeah. has already informed her that Kaylin is better looking than her, and then they put them both on the show. And um, what's his face gives her gives Kaylin the rose, yep. and everything goes crazy last night. Yeah, I do like that. Um, that Kaylin tells Colton that Hannah B is um, toxic, yep, manipulative, and deceitful. Mm-hmm. And Colton, to my shock, 
is one of the few people in the world that openly admits he's not looking for that in his life. <laughs> yeah. He did, yeah. He's that- like, he's like, I heard you're toxic, manipulative and deceitful. And he goes, I just want you to know I'm not looking for that, which was a surprise for me. Cause I thought most <laughs> people were into that, those type of traits. So, uh, so then Hannah B and her, as a defense says, I'm not toxic. I'm not deceitful. And then he just automatically believes her has this look like he was given like a multiplication problem on his face. I'm not ever going to be able to figure this out. And then he gives her the rose at the end. Yeah. He, well, he, and then he did say, um, this week caught me by surprise. And I, I, just by the look on his face, it was clear to me that, um, many things catch him by surprise. <laughs> like he, like he, he wakes up in the morning and he looks out the window and he sees that the sun has yeah. risen in the East. And he's like, Holy shit. Was not expecting that. Did not see that coming. In fact, it's a, it would be a surprise if he wasn't surprised. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yes. And things, things that don't surprise him are a surprise. Uh, okay. So what else happened on this episode? He, it started what? out with the Elise date. Yeah, well, let's – no, 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 no. It started out with the group date that had the two pageant uh, chicks on it, and it was uh, – the venue was something I, I'm not familiar with. So we both live in Southern California. Yeah. We're, we're both familiar with medieval times, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And we're, we're both familiar with these uh, dinner theater yep. spots. I, I didn't know that there was a pirate place that was like a medieval time. It's for you. All, it also, a little local knowledge will play a little Californians, also located in Buena Park, Jason. It's it is? Just, yeah, it's just like maybe a, a block down the road from medieval times. They're right just spitting no distance idea. from each so other. Is this, did this go in within the last decade or something? It's been around. I mean, I've never, I've never been. I have done the medieval times thing. And right. I would suggest anybody do it. Like it's, it's like, it's like just, it's like going back in time. It's like being in game of Thrones, except they have Pepsi products and Sam Adams. Uh, yeah. It's, so, it's so as we're watching it, as we're watching it, you and I are, uh, are texting in the middle of the show with Steve Carbone. Who's got all the spoilers. Yeah. I don't want any spoilers. And even though I Steve. don't want spoilers, I did ask if he was able, if anyone had given him the scoop, um, as we watch these women dress up as pirates, of which of the women are butt pirates? Yeah, see, I didn't. And and Steve says he had not received any information. Oh no, he actually, I think he said all of them, but he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't back that up. Yeah, I don't. Um, I wasn't to that part of the episode yet, but so I, I didn't realize what you were talking about till a little bit later. The um, and then if you talk about medieval times. Is it? It's impossible for me to think about medieval times without thinking about that part in Cable Guy. Cable Guy, yeah. Which is yeah. to me is a, I can, uh, I don't know, a pretty um, average movie. I'm not a big Jim Carrey guy, but it, I will in say, in retrospect, it's it's pretty subversive and hilarious. I, I would I it? would say go back and watch it again. Yeah. Well, the scene that I, I will watch over and over again is the Janine Garoppolo scene where she's the Garoppolo. Uh, Okay, whatever. Garoppolo. She, You're conv- she, yeah. Okay. Gar- Garoppolo, Garoppolo. Right. Yeah. yeah. The uh she walks up to uh Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick and she's a server. Yeah, she's a winch. 
Yeah. And he says, excuse me, um, can I get a fork? And she says, we are at medieval times. And in medieval times, they did not use forks. Can I get you a refill on your Diet Pepsi? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, they go, they do the pirates thing that j- it just looks so fucking lame. And they were, they, they come in and I obviously they're coached to do this, but it so takes me out of the moment. It's so unrealistic to me when they're like, Hey, we're at pirates adventure and all the girls are screaming. They're fucking, they cannot be right. more pumped. They're walking in. They're like, they're just screaming they're pumping their fists and it's like yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a, it's a, like a boat show thing right and it's it's a, it's almost like and we'll see it next week i'm sure whenever they go into a new uh hotel or a new um place at in a, in a new state Best or whatever place they've ever been they have to jump up and down on the beds and say everything around it, including the view, is the greatest thing ever. They just this have to do This is the best embassy suites I've ever been in. Oh, right. my God. Right. They have windows. Right. Look at the windows. And, uh, and they – so they walk in and uh, I guess they had to do some acting and Colton could not have uh, delivered his like one line worse – um, and then they did a little play acting thing where he kicked the ass of the pirates off the boat. And then they had the women go up and do their, uh, their little acts with him. Kalen wins the uh, pageant chick wins. Yep. And then, um, in the drinks afterwards, the cocktails afterwards, that's when Hannah B decides to spend her time with, um, with Colton telling him about Kaylin and how evil she is. Of course, Colton brings Kaylin into the room, confronts her about it. Kaylin tells him it's not true. And he automatically gives her a rose. The last person he spoke to, he gave a rose. So they move on from there. Was there there anything else from that, uh, that pirate adventure that needs to be covered here? No, I fast forwarded through most of it. I think you covered it. Um, and as you said before, Elise gets the, uh, gets the one-on-one date, but let me kind of stop and spend some time on this for those who have never seen the show, every single episode in the history of the franchise. And I'm talking about bachelorette and bachelor. There is a group date followed by a one-on-one and then a group date. That's, that's, that's the formula of the show. Yeah. Well, sometimes they'll do a two on like an elimination date. Yeah. You're right. And I have a feeling the two pageant members will be that this year. Oh, I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But this is what the show has to do. And like, if you've seen enough of them, you just kind of roll your eyes. Every single time there's the next date card that's going to be read. They have the girls all scrunch up on the couch because they want to be the one that has the one-on-one date. Then they have at least one or two uh, females on camera saying the following, I really want to be on this one-on-one date. It's real important for me. You know, I, I just think I just want to, I want to take the relationship to that next level. I'll be real disappointed if I don't get the one-on-one date. And if you've watched, if you watch as many uh, episodes as, as you and I have, it's like, really? 
All this yeah. has to be. It it just seems like it's it's dead air. It's like it's like white noise. Yeah. Like really, you want the one on one day? Everyone wants a one on one day. Yes. Nobody yes, wants to be on the group thing. Everybody wants a one on one. It's it's more camera time. Like it's you get like half the show, a quarter of the show gets dedicated yes. to you if you get a one on one. Of course, and but it's like the producers feel compelled to spend ninety seconds, two minutes with that. Uh, testimonial on camera is it, you just it's like one of those uh many like times during the season where you're just like i find this show extremely compelling and i watch every minute but they really have to do that they have to do that yeah. they, we don't know at home that it's really important to these women well well <laughs> elise she elise the redhead and she's the one that's a real hag she's so goddamn old she's 31 she's really old. Yep, 31 uh, so she um, they get in a helicopter mm-hmm. and they fly down the coast and much like pirates adventure, I'm, f- I'm from Southern California. Right. I never heard of this amusement park thing that they flew to. Cause they flew and I, and I saw a roller coaster and I'm like, Oh, that's the Santa Monica pier. And then Mission beach. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's in, was in San Diego. Belmont. It wasn't Mission beach though. Might've been, I don't know. It was called Belmont something, Belmont park or something. I never yeah. heard of it. Is that in mission beach? Oh, I thought that's what it was. I have no, I have no idea. I, I just assumed it was. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they go down there and he's like, hey, he's like, we're going to hit some roller coasters and, and, you know, they flew in a helicopter. And he's like, but I just want you to let let you know, like, you think this is a one-on-one date, but it's not. And it was like, wah, wah. and you could see Elise, you know, because yeah, she, course. I don't know if you know this, Jason, yeah. she was really hoping to get that one-on-one. Well, she wanted to spend some quality time with him. Yeah, to, get some to get, time. get to know him better. Yeah. So he's like, it's not. He's like, actually, this is who's joining us. And then probably even worse than another contestant being on the date, a bunch of fucking brats run out, a bunch of <laughs> kids, like eight-year-olds, eight, six, like that age, bunch of kids run out. And it was actually – Kind of worked. You kind of made you feel like, hey, this Colton, you forget, like he's he's got this charity, this foundation. He helps kids with cystic fibrosis, and that is a very, very worthy cause. And it's a very, you know, it's, it means something to him. And that I think that is really cool. And he seems to really like kids. So they rode the roller coasters with the kids, and they got the they got you know the kids will say the darndest thing kind of move out of it, where they're yep. like, hey, can, you know, they're sitting there rapping. And the kids kept, um, you know, like coming in and breaking up the one-on-one time, like, like the other contestants would, but something that I thought, uh, was a card played from the bottom of the deck and a, and a, and a wily wise. And before you get to that, and I, I I agree, I have some thoughts on that too. And that's a good point to bring up, but as just on the, on the point of kids and Colton and amusement park, yeah, like, you know, as we stated last week, I don't, he's, he's extremely, if he's 26, he's going on 12. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not very bright and he certainly isn't emotionally mature enough to be on a show like this. Definitely not. And, and to me, this date makes perfect sense. They're going to an amusement park where he's going to be playing with kids and, and, don't don't take me wrong. He ha- he's a very compassionate person, and he does very well with kids and kids with special needs. And God bless the guy. Yeah. But it makes sense knowing 
I mean, it kind of buys into what I've been saying about this guy all along. He's going on 12 years old. So, of course, this is like a wheelhouse thing to spend time on. Riding and roller coasters. Him, him being with a mature woman is way out of his fucking ballpark. No. But being with 12 kids at an amusement park, Perfect. that's exactly the way he wants to spend days anyways. And go ahead. So she, she drops this major reveal that I thought was – was uh was strategic huge. And, uh, and obvious yeah huge not only is it because if things were dicey she she tells this story for sure she's getting the rose on the one-on-one he's not sending her home it's not like they brought two helicopters there by the way so it's like what do right. you put you you know you're two hours away two and a half hours away from the the boo where you left from so you're not you're going to ride the helicopter back after cutting her. So there's already a good chance she's going to stay. But she tells this story. She bought herself at least a couple more weeks on the show because oh, yeah. she, she tells a story about how she her whole perspective on life changed when her pregnant sister found out she had a tumor. A, she had found out she had cancer while pregnant and and hung through the cancer to give birth to the child and then immediately die. Right. I mean, a tough, tough discussion to have a tough story to tell, but really strategic of the veteran dater, the 31 year old Elise to bust that out because Colton's Colton's going to look at her and he's always, he's obviously he's not going to pick her. Elise is not going to win the bachelor. Right. But she's gonna she's gonna linger. She's gonna hang around because she had this tragedy in her pocket to play. Very smart of her. What do you think? Well, that's the thing. So there's two there's a two pronged way of looking at this. The first one is yours, where she has secured her time on the show. She's extended her uh, her presence on the show. Yeah. Which, if you want to take a look at it um, in a little bit like glass half empty thing. She's extended her time to promote her charity. In other mm-hmm. words, she signed up for this show as having zero interest in getting married or thinking that, that this guy is going to choose her. She signed up for the show to do exactly what she did yesterday. She got the full name of her, uh, yeah. of her sister's child's charity on the air for millions of people to, to know. And then... Of course, he's going to keep her for at least one more episode. At and at that point, she could drop the charity again. Yep. And her business is uh, is taken care of. She's already – and then she gets the Instagram and, and Twitter following that this show automatically gives you. And she's on her way. In other words, she has zero intentions of a love connection here. Yeah. And, and more power to her. All of these girls are there – I wouldn't say there's really any of them that are there for the right reasons. They're all there to promote themselves. They're all there to elevate their own profile. At least this Elise is there for an altruistic reason. She's like, Hey, I'm going to go on TV and I'm going to get, get some juice for my charity because this is a meaningful thing. That means a lot to me. No doubt. And, and I guess credit to her and she's, she's actually much too, uh, put together and smart for this guy. There's no way in hell he's going to deny her at some point, just because she probably overwhelms him with her, uh, 
multi-syllabic words in multiple sentences. Yeah, totally agree. So she gets a rose. Everything's going good there. There's, I think they do a little make out. It's all good. They're very, they're getting very. Oh ch- no, hold on a second. They, oh, yeah? Leaving the biggest part. Oh yeah. Okay. He gives her the rose, and then he says the date's not over, because as you oh, see in many episodes right, of right. this franchise, there has to be two or three episodes. <laughs> When the couple escapes yes. on their own after dinner and goes yep. into a mini concert hall yep. to watch a Caucasian band that yep. nobody's heard of. Never heard of. That, that has a style of country but not country music. Right. Um, play a song you've never heard of. And then they do a private dance in front of a bunch of strangers that they don't know. Not awkward at all. They're, they're yeah. really excited for the – and in this case it was – I happen to remember the name – Tenille Arts. It's Tenille Arts. And it's I'm thinking, arts. is this what happened with Tenille after the, the captain uh, died a, no, a couple no, weeks Tenille, ago? Tenille's 70 years old. <laughs> Tenille Arts was performing a ballad and they sang their private or they danced their private dance. And it, it's just so funny that The Bachelor, ABC has done their research that most of the people that watch this show are uh, in the middle of the country and they have to have some kind of Caucasian band and they have to be playing something that sounds like country, but it could be confused as kind of rock. Right. Country adjacent. To try to, to try to nail that demographic that they're, they're not, they're not looking to uh, appeal to the uh, coasts. There's not going to be any party B twerking, Uh, to a you know to some kind of a yes. rap song. This is this is a fly. Tenille Arts is a flyover act for yes. sure. I do like how that they have to um, bring in some extras. So like all the PAs are there and like their their cousins and nephews <laughs> and stuff, and they're all acting like they they've been huge Tenille Arts fans all these years. Yeah. It's it's kind of like when Bruce Springsteen or Tom Petty plays it. R.I.P. Plays the Super Bowl. And like he's out, they're out in the middle of the uh, of the Lucas Oil <laughs> Center, and all of a sudden you see a bunch of like eighteen and nineteen year old kids <laughs> racing right. out to the middle of the field because they're because they're such huge Bruce Springsteen fans. I mean, very authentic, very authentic Tennille Arts fans. <laughs> there's a there's a, a segment of the, our population, and even in Los Angeles. Less so in Los Angeles, but there's a segment of population that if you say, if you just walk up to them on the street and say, do you want to be on TV? They will do just about anything. So (laughs) it's, do you want to be on TV tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have friends that want to be on TV? Yeah. All right. Come in. We're going to do a Tennille Arts uh, concert and the the Bachelor, the show you probably don't watch, is going to do a private dance in front of you. We just need you to act excited. And meanwhile, it's probably an eleven hour shoot where you have to drive to San oh, Diego, yeah. and then you, and then you got to hang out there all day, and they they pay yeah. you with like a sandwich. Yeah, it's great. Uh, okay, so yeah, so Elise Elise gets a rose and a Tennille Arts concert, and then so oh, then the next date right is the fitness, the fitness group date it's like a because this guy can't put a couple sentences together and he he is allergic to being interesting on camera yeah in his words they like i said last week they're going to find a way to show him in the shower and, and or what they did last night which is 
they had him doing all of these. What's the name of that specific workout with the tires and those ropes? Is there a, a certain word for it? Uh, like, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't it's, know what you call it. Yeah, yeah. He was doing like the battle ropes. He was, right. do, he was doing pushups. He had a sleeveless thing on. I mean, with a shirt. The, yeah. The guy is yoked. Like he's put t- together. There's no question about that. Right. And, and so they have to, they have to do, do footage of him doing that, which, uh, chewed up three minutes and yeah. then they had to do footage of the the women arriving in time to see him shirtless and doing these exercises yeah. and all their react yeah they you know, had to make sure we knew they were glistening like yeah. they and, they saw him and the and and places on their body started to tingle they saw him he was he was a little bit sweaty and they they also had a bit of moisture going the girls there's not one woman on camera uh, or otherwise has said that they are into anything other than his sexuality. Like there's a lot of women have said he's so sexy. He looks so good with his shirt off. Not one of them have said, I like him because he seems really smart and thoughtful. Remember when he said that thing that was really funny? Remember when he had us all laughing because he's so funny? He's a real charmer. He he just lights up a room. Yeah. 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 So they go. And the place, like this is LA. You could have you could have rented any gym <laughs> facility in the in the in the greater LA area. I mean, you could take it out to the take it out to even uh, the San Gabriel Valley, the San Fernando yep. Valley, like Orange County. There's so many pl- Ventura. There's so many places you could have gone, but they find this gym, and Terry. Terry Cruz is there for some reason. He's a hey, guy's in good shape. Mrs. Cruz is there. Mrs. Cruz is also there. She's also very fit. Um, but they're at this gym and it was the gym was like a dirt and gravel pit. What, what was going on there? Did you, did that strike you as odd, Jason? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I honestly don't know what the hell they were doing. Um, I, I do know that, Terry and Rebecca Cruz, I guess, are are a thing, and I didn't know that. And they, they, um, I don't know what they were there for, other than to introduce them to the fact that their next, I guess, activity was to prove that they're the strongest uh, women in the history of the Bachelor. Even though there was only a select six cast members from one out of 18 seasons. They're the strongest women in the history of the bachelor. If they win this one competition and they, and they had to bring in that dinosaur. What's his name? Willard. Fred for Fred Willard. Dude, I feel bad for that guy because I just have a feeling that all of his good material is left on the cutting room floor. Like I I always get the feeling like they over edit it so much that his comments are pretty like, generic and innocuous like he almost never says anything funny and the only reason is there is for comic relief as he attempts to do commentary on the strongest women in the history of the bachelor competition yeah they don't give him they they want the like best in show fred willard right who's an improviser he's hilarious but they're not giving him a lot to work with. And, and Mm -hmm. the stuff that he wants to do, just like you're saying, they're not using like his good jokes are wasted. I I definitely like to see an outtakes 
segment from that show of what Fred Willard actually said. But yeah, he's there. And I, I don't know about you. I'm of all the chicks I've ever dated, of all the women I've ever been with, it's never been like a huge like a like a hit or miss to me, like a I can't decide, like, do I want to go further with this? But first, let me see how many pull-ups you can do. And right. that was that was like the whole point of this episode. And by the way, most of them can't do any. And who cares? Like, it was a real weird thing. And it was kind of, it kind of bummed me out. More than I was excited for the chicks that were sort of good at the, at the fitness challenges. Right. I was super bummed out for the chicks that just didn't, they didn't have a lot of experience doing this kind of like CrossFit style work. And at one point, and this is what drove me crazy. They were doing like where they push the sled, where you put weights on the sled and you push the sled. And usually you do that on a floor of where it's like that. Where <laughs> it's like fake grass or AstroTurf or even, or even in like a parking lot where it's, you know, asphalt, they were doing it on dirt and there were huge, chunks of rock it was unsafe where they were doing it and one girl like kind of got it you know you got to get the momentum going and one girl couldn't get right. it started at first and then finally she she pushed it down she did fine and then the next girl goes to go and they're like oh my god she can't she and chris harrison douche is like making fun of her oh i don't think she's going anywhere right when you could clearly see there was a fucking giant rock in her path that was preventing the, her from being able to push the sled. Like all somebody had to do was come over and kick the fucking rock out of the way. And she would have moved that thing down the path just like the other girl did. It was insane to me that that was happening. And I was so angry that of all the locations you could have chosen, you chose one <laughs> that was fucking dirt and rocks. I don't understand what gym has a dirt floor with huge uh, chunks of concrete all over it. I've never seen that in my life. There was a, uh, they had, um, they rode out the way Colton was supposed to position this. And at the very beginning of the date, he said, uh, you know, fitness has been a major part of my life and I'm looking for a strong woman, both, um, both physically and mentally, because I've been surrounded by strong women in my life. And, and I'm thinking, <laughs> None of this has anything to do with being able to pull a sled. Like you don't, yes. you don't evaluate women by their uh, their capacity of strength. But they they tried to sell this thing, and then Onyika, this yep. uh, this woman Onyika, yep. she owned it. She was she a dominated. She's done track and field, yep. maybe some college track and field. Um, she grew up in Kansas, uh, originally from Nigeria, and she just dominated this. Um, this event and she thought that being the strongest uh, person out there was going to get her the rose when it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. It was a lame activity. And, uh, and there was again, some drama at the rose ceremony. Yeah. And that Onyika, the strongest woman in the history of the bachelor yeah. who was, who was giving a uh, trophy to have as, as a, a sign that she was the strongest bachelor. She got left out of uh, being given the rose. Yeah. The, who's he give the rose to? Nicole, 
who was physically the weakest one there, who's, who, right. could, who easily could be the weakest woman in the history of The Bachelor. And he, like me, probably uh, felt terrible for her that she was put in that situation. I don't know if you know this, Jason. Nicole, she is a saucy Latina. She is Hispanic. Yep. She has, she's from Miami. She's Cuban. Cuban. Um, she's, de- I don't know. I'm not into it, but, um, yeah, she's okay. But, but to prove the point, the entire day's activity was about how strong a woman was. And he gives it to the woman who c- couldn't make the, uh, any of her things moved that she was trying to pull. Like if, if there was something to try to make move, she couldn't make move and she got the rose. She was trying to do a pull up and the whole rest of the girls were like right. lifting her up to just right. get her up to one pull up. And it took the entire cast of the bachelor to get her to achieve one single pull up. Uh, but then he fires Caitlin, the Canadian spoiler alert. He just goes and he's like, Hey, you know, they're just doing their one-on-one time during the um, right. the cocktail party of the group date. And he's like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. I think I missed a section of the show. What was the – what happened between Caitlin and Colton? No, no, nothing. So that was a, that was kind of a confusing part. Colton sits down with this woman who's been pretty nondescript. There's nothing meaningful about her at all. And she sits down. And says, I'm looking forward to this because we really haven't gotten to know each other. And Colton says almost verbatim, I'm really looking forward to getting to know you, to, to you know, to, to, to like, you know, yeah. I guess digging deep with you or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And by the end of the five minute conversation, he's he's done with her and he's kicking her to the curb. Like there was there was literally the on camera part of it was her saying you know, like a lot of these girls, I really don't have a story to tell. Like nothing significant has happened to me, and I really don't have anything to tell you. And uh, and Colton was just like, "Okay, you're done." <laughs> and he, they were clearly ready because he walked her out to the street, and she's like, "I don't want to hold your." He was, right. he tried, he's like, "Let me walk you out," and he. He reaches for her hand and she's like, I don't want to hold your hand. And then he walks her. He like parades her past all the other girls to a waiting suburban. Like they must do these things. It looked like they're in downtown LA and it must have been two o'clock in the morning because there was no one anywhere in sight on the streets. There were no homeless. There were no cops or taxi cabs or anything around. And he walks her out to her waiting SUV that's going to take her away. It was, it was a very, odd development to say the least i'm guessing that they um once they know that things are gonna end they just have like the uh pa call uber black right and they just show up (laughs) or or they just have a production vehicle hanging out just in case uh so then that date ends nicole got the rose whatever and then that is is that where we oh no it was the date before where we had the the beauty queen drama then they Head back, and it's announced. You got to, you got to kind of point out one note on. Yeah, please do. Is it Demi? Oh right, Demi, who who really is kind of making herself out to be the long term villain in this thing. Once the pageantry couple kind of uh, runs its course, could be next week. Demi's produce positioning herself as the ultimate villain. She's really sassy with him. She's she's the like the twenty three year old that calls. Anyone over thirty, a, a cougar, yeah, a dinosaur. She's the worst. And her and Courtney, 
the uh, Courtney, the cute women of color on the show, have taken issue with each other. Courtney has told her point blank, um, I don't like the way that you present things. And Demi's like, you know, basically F you. I'm not here to make – she's the, the one on this episode that's not here to make friends. Right. She's to win the husband. Yeah. She's taken the – who's the one we like from two seasons ago, next season? <laughs> there's one of these in every season. I know, so but there, there's one we especially liked. Yeah, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to, to win the competition. Yeah. She was from Miami. She was mm. really annoying, but she was pretty hot. Oh. Yeah, for some reason I'm I'm losing okay. the uh, the name. How come we can't point. remember her name? Is it because we're in our forties? Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, she's, she's taken her her uh, playbook, except she's not hot at all, and she's super annoying, and everything about her sucks. And I wish she would leave twenty minutes ago. Even like last season, Kirsten, no Crystal. Last season, Crystal with Kieran, a K. Kieran. Okay, no, so, so we were thinking about Karen, right? No. Karen. Olympios. Yeah, Corinne. Yeah, that's Corinne, who it was. Corinne. Kieran. Yeah. She, got, uh, she got kicked off yeah. of um, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, Corinne was super annoying, but she was really cute. And this Demi is like trying to be like Corinne, but she has no – she has none of the charisma, and she's not cute. Yeah. Uh, so it's just – it's a fail all the way around. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so they're beefing. But then they head back and it's time for the cocktail party. And it's crazy that people are surprised by this because they do yeah. it at least once or twice a season where Chris right. Harrison walks in and he's like, look, bitches, Colton knows what he wants to do. We're not having a cocktail party. And everyone's like, oh, oh. And then he's like, but we are having a pool party, which is basically the same thing. And they specifically say, I think Harrison even says, which means you're going to see him with his shirt off. Yeah. Which is the entire purpose of the whole thing. And why, why have a cocktail party when you have another chance to show him with his shirt off? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think they cut to Demi and Demi's like, I get to be sexy, Demi. I get to hang out with my man. And I was just like, you could see why all the other girls hate her. Hate her. <laughs> because all the li- all the viewers hate her as well. Uh, by, yeah. by the way, they, yeah. the pool party, or maybe on one of the dates, I had to bring this up, is when he's talking to the one of the women of, of color. Her name's Katie. She's a cutie. Oh, I like her, yeah. And, I'm a big and, fan of hers. And just to kind of relate, Colton, uh, very white and farm boyish uh, jock, says to Katie, I like how real you keep it. Yeah, or did he say? I, I like that you. Keep, I like how I like how real you. Yeah, keep it. I like how real as, you keep as it. As opposed to, I like the I like the way you keep it real. Right. He says, "I like how real you keep it," so and she appreciated that. You're saying he's trying to appeal to her yeah. on a, on a, uh, an urban level. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Just to, yeah, I could see that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they have the pool party. Colton immediately gets shirtless, and let's be honest. I mean, the dude is a dime. The guy is very fit. He's handsome. Like, he's got it all going for him as long as he's not talking. But then he immediately, all the girls are in the pool. They're on rafts and stuff. He immediately does that thing that all fucking jock. Oh, can't stand it. Rat boy. 
assholes do where he, he leaps from yeah. Mike Damone did this and he did the same move in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He yeah. does that leap where he leaps off sideways, lands in the pool with like a full body shot and immediately sprays down everybody in the pool. And then the next minute is just a montage of him leaping, landing on rafts, splashing people, throwing people in the pool. Like literally people with their drinks, they were falling into the water with their drink. Just like it's the guy at the pool. What the fuck's up with this asshole? That's what, that's what they would be saying. The exact type of behavior that everyone at a pool hates. Uh, No one, no one ever wants that to be happening at a pool. And here's Colton doing it to like, all these girls are all done up. They're trying to look hot and he's fucking splashing their makeup and dunking their heads. And it was awful. It's like in the, uh, reality TV rule book that if you have a scene in a pool, you yes. have to do you have to do one or both of these things. You have to have people doing cannonballs yes. to show how fun it is. No one likes the guy that does cannonballs. Hate or it. and or you need to have um, people playing chicken. Oh, worst. Yeah. Which no get one does in real life. Get on the shoulders and play chicken. Yes. It's just not, so if, you're not if, nine if you're years not, old. If you can't do one of those two things, I don't think you could air a pool scene in a reality show. And here's the thing. They're all – all these chicks are in bikinis finally. Like, let's see how put together they are. Like, let's just do a slow pan of all the girls and see what's up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a whole reason, you know, that they're having a pool party. Um, he, he gets some FaceTime with Hannah G. She's the Instagram model chick. She calls herself a content creator or something. She is so fake. Like not, there's just nothing authentic about her, which is probably why <laughs> she'll go towards the end. And then she hadn't been on any dates on the episode. And so she wanted some alone time. And he's like, don't worry, girl. He's like, you're, I'm with you all the way. And then they had some awkward, it looked like, um, like a kissing your sister move where they were, where they like pecked each other really hard on the lips a bunch of times, but with their lips right. pursed real close, like you would never kiss somebody that you like that way. Right. Uh, I, I thought that was odd. And then that's when we had the beef with Hannah B. Her her rage tank was full. And that was when we had the whole thing go down with her and Kate, Kaylin. Well, and, and I made a point via text message last night that uh, Hannah B.'s uh, instigator, the one that she's getting advice from is Heather. And Heather is the blonde that has she's never, never kissed. kissed a man. Never kissed a person. And so she's the one advising Hannah B on how to run this relationship. I and, found that to be interesting. And let's be honest about Heather. It's smart move on her part because there's no way right. she's still on the show if she wasn't the virgin who'd never been kissed. Right. She, right. I mean, she's, there's nothing interesting about her. She's not especially cute. She's, there's just nothing. There's just, she's nothing like, yeah. She should have been gone week one, but because she's never kissed anybody and that's going to be a story for a while, eventually they are going to kiss spoiler alert. I'm just guessing Um, that's, that's keeping her around. So it comes time to hand out the roses, Jason. Yep. Here's who gets roses. Um, Hannah G again, we just talked about her, the content creator to me, she's super fake, Um, but she's attractive enough. You know, if you want to be strategic about it, keep her yeah. around because she's she wants be to, around. Yeah, she wants to promote her brand, brand, and 
she's she's she'll do some quid pro quo. Like if you if you're a guy like Colton and you're looking to get some experience and you don't have any, you keep a girl like Hannah G around and she'll show you a thing or two. Yeah. Um, t- he gives Tasha a rose. He gives Katie, who I like, a rose. Mm-hmm. Cassie, I believe she's the one from Huntington Beach. Um, she surfs. She's a social worker. I like her. I, I, I picked her as a, a as a top three. I think yeah, she's I liked. I liked her too. Uh, but she didn't. She hasn't got much FaceTime. But there's always one of these girls on this show who doesn't really have a storyline, but just automatically gets a rose, and then all of a sudden it's the time to decide who gets a hometown. And you're like, Oh wait, Cassie's still here. Like, of course she's going to get one. Yeah. So yeah. You know, who's a sleeper like that who hasn't had any storyline is uh, the CEO's daughter's friend, Brie. Yeah. Except who's, who's did she get, she get sent away last night. Yeah. She got cut. We haven't, we haven't she got did? spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, what? So then Kerpa is the, I'm just going down who got a rose Kerpa. Is that her name? She's, uh, yeah, she, is she Indian? Yep. Non-distinct. Hasn't yeah, had any story. Again, she's, we're not going to see her make a play. Again, Sydney, not positive who that is. I wrote down the name, though. She's the um, she's the song girl, the New York Knicks song girl. She's oh, kinda, right. Like, she has some Asian going yes, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on the, um, yeah, she was on the, uh, the fitness date. Um, uh, Demi, um, who said, I'm ecstatic to accept this rose. And if I were him, I'd be like, never mind. And just pull it back from me. Because, you know, he's like, they go, will you accept this rose? And the girls are like, of course, yes. You know, it's just very nondescript. Right. And she's like, I am ecstatic to accept this rose. And I would just still be holding it. And I would just go, oh, sorry, never mind. <laughs> Different idea. Um, Tracy, I assume Tr- Tracy's the uh, the other vintage 30-year-old. I assume she's being kept around because the uh, Drama. Her, her eyebrows indicate that she's bound to do something nuts at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Trey, I don't know what I, I have no idea what he sees in her, but I, I have a feeling that I, you know, all these rose ceremonies come down to I think two uh, two choices. It's who the bachelor thinks he wants to keep around, and who the producers tell him to keep around. And Tracy is a is a villain uh, or a rival of Demi, so she'll stick around. Right, um, it's Courtney. He picks. Heather, the never been kissed again. She's she's got a little story, so she'll be around for a while. Onyeka, who dominated the fitness competition, and then it comes down. He's got one rose left to give, mm-hmm. and it's between the DJ, Catherine, right, and Bree, the fake Aussie, yep, and Hannah B, the. I can't believe Bree was let go. I, for some reason, I missed that one. Yeah, I was stunned. So Hannah B gets the rose. The DJ, who, yeah, her, she's overdone it with the fillers and the lip injections and stuff. <laughs> but I've, I really, I really came around on her. Me too. Uh, she was Me annoying too. in the first episode because she was doing a lot of interrupting. Um, but she's just kind of like dirty hot. Like, I agree. Really would have kept her around. She seems like she's not, she's not 26. No, of course not. No way. She's 20. She's more like 36, but she'll, she'll spin a record. She'll spin herself. Like, I just feel like there's a lot that could have been done with the DJ. I definitely would not have let her go, especially not this early. And also Brie, the fake Aussie. I kind of like her. I really liked her. Now she's not. She's a little skinny, which isn't really my thing per se. 
But overall, I mean, she was cute. Like, you she line is. all those girls up, she was probably in the top three or four most attractive. And, 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 I, and I, really, I really like the Australian move. Like, I thought that showed some uh, innovation. That yeah, was like, people, people always try to do something unique. And yeah. most time it's obnoxious. I thought the Australian thing was subtle enough, but I think it was a pretty damn good idea. Also, so I one, think she should have stuck around. One of the toughest accents to pull off. Um, right. So, not for him though. He he hears any accent, and he can be like, "That was South African." Yeah. And be like, "Oh yeah, of course it <laughs> that's was." True. That's his. That's his skill. He st- he studied that at Illinois State. Yeah. Local dialects. Um, the the only the only thing that we can take solace in is that the the DJ. And Brie are a hundred percent locks to be in paradise. Like, you know, that's, that's the whole reason that you get rid of chicks like that is so they can get themselves ready. They can start, yeah. they can start fasting. They can start lifting weight, <laughs> doing a little cocaine here and there to get their body. Maybe, maybe they go get a couple more C- CCs injected um, so that they're fully ripe and yep. ready to go for paradise. So for sure we'll see Bree and the DJ is the, what's yep. the, is the DJ called Catherine? Yeah. Catherine. Yeah. So, we'll see them so, uh, so Hannah B um, gets the last rose, which yep. she takes very personally. She, like yeah, he, that's when she starts to, to freak yeah. out. Yeah. Rarely do contestants draw attention to this because <laughs> it's, it's cause it's mainly done for TV for drama. So contestants shouldn't take it personally but she very much does she says on on camera that she basically is conflicted she's happy that she's going to continue but she's not real happy that he's strung her out to the very end um which is rarely admitted in the show and it's actually it's actually if you think about it it's good for you you want to be the last one to get the rose because they're flashing the your face on the screen a lot. You're obviously a big character on the show. They don't, you know, we talked about Cassie, Cassie got the first or second rose and she didn't, she didn't say one word on the episode. Right. Right. So Hannah B is just really, she said at the end, she hates her rival, uh, Kaylin and to be continued to, to next week with the two, uh, pageant members. I think next week they leave town. Not sure where they're going. Um, and, at this point, I think the three that I had chosen are still around. The three that I chose last week, which was Cassie. Yep. I actually chose Kaylin. I'm I'm less confident in that one. Same. And and who else did I? Um, I think I said Nina. And Nina, and Nina, she's still around, but there's been zero storyline around her, which may be a good thing. Is Nina? I must not have written that one down. Because I don't have Nina here in my notes, but I remember seeing her. Because I remember going, "Who's that?" And did she no, get a rose? I think she did. I have no idea who she is, though. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think yeah. my three women are still around, though. Yeah, I had I had both the Hannahs and Cassie, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that for now. Although, um, Kaylin seems to have overtaken Hannah B at this point. It's and I whoever do. talks to him last, because yeah, he's never going to put them both like in the Trump, same room. Like Trump. That's a, that is an excellent, excellent metaphor. Great job with that. Hold on but, a second. Bree, yeah. Hold on. Bree, Catherine, and Nina were sent home this week. Damn it. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. There we go. So I'm down, I'm down to two. Yeah. For my original. Point. Well, we can update. We can update the rankings as we go. Okay. 
uh, we'll pick up there next week. We're going to do this every week. So uh, be here. Tell your friends. Listen. Reach out to us. If there's something that you think we missed or there's something that you want to make sure we cover as you're watching the show, reach out to us on Twitter at Jason Stewart, at Brian Beckner. And uh, yeah, we love we love hearing from you guys. I I mean, it's this the show is so bad that I wouldn't be watching it if I weren't talking about it. And I definitely I mu- I am much more interested in the conversation about the Bachelor than I am the actual show. And I think that's most people. So um, get involved with us there. Until next week, for Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll catch up with you next week. Later. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I see you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We making a connection and falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne. We got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle. The lifestyle we living in is the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle. We'll be right